to our brand new show It's not that complicated, so listen close We'll go through IMDB Reviewing all of Tom Hanks' movies Hanks Bank, Hanks Bank Hanks Bank, Hanks Bank Hanks Bank, Hanks Bank Hanks Bank Hello quarantine, my old friend I've gone and got stuck in you again And now our Jamie is sweetly listening I'm stuck in my house and going insane And the visions that were planted in my podcast Still remain On the sound of Al going crazy (laughs) That's right, Jamie Oh, okay. I've no. gone crazy. I have gone <laughs> insane. I've gone so insane, Jamie. I crashed you coming in at the beginning, and I yeah. apologize oh. for that. Hello, and welcome to Hanks Play, the show where we chronologically review Tom Hanks' entire MDV. I'm Jamie Luxon, and with me as always is my co-host, Al Gillespie. Say hello, Al. <laughs> I'm locked up back inside again, guys. It's a time. It's okay, a yeah. Time. Now let's now let's talk about that song. Um, <clears throat> so so obviously, I've I've generally been the. Um, you know the the uh, uh, what's the word the the hero of this podcast parody songs. I couldn't think of another word. You know what I mean. That's generally been my domain. The mm-hmm. parody song so far, um, and I do have to say that a benchmark has been laid. Um, I I will fully reveal that uh, <laughs> I may have also been writing a parody song this week, not Ooh. for this episode, but Ooh. for an episode further down the line, and. And now I'm scared because because that that was really good. That was way more effort than I've put in. I like on one of mine put reverb on my voice once. All of the other ones, I've just been singing to karaoke tracks I found off YouTube. I have not gone to the effort of creating my own backing track by going bum 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 bum. Um, however, you have given me some inspiration, so thank you very much. That was a delightful start to my afternoon. Aww. Oh, I'm glad. I'm glad. It's still early morning for me, but I'm glad I could bring the joy from my cup of coffee to your day. Uh, I'm not going to lie. I did that in literally the five minutes before the podcast started, which is why it maybe sounds slightly dodgy at times. Oh, that's just unfair. Do you know how long I spend writing my parody songs? Uh, that's <laughs> I, why... I, I painstakingly go over them and re-record them over and over again. But because you... I'm desperate for them to not sound shit. You get... Full songs worth of quality, though, is I get, I'm going to say, about one verse or a chorus of, like, I've got one pun here, I'm just going to do this one pun, and then bounce them <laughs> out, all right? Sound of quarantine. Jamie, uh, you, you may have got this uh, from the song, but uh, I am I am legally required to now remain indoors until someone at Alice's work uh, gets their test results of COVID, and uh, that knowledge is driving me crazy. I would have stayed indoors anyway, like, I'm going to be honest, it's a weekend, what else am I going to do? But uh, the knowledge that I have to stay indoors has made me gone completely loco. And uh, so you are the only person I will see this weekend. So, uh, ciao. How you doing, bud? <laughs> I'm I'm doing good. Well, while you're inside, I do want to check that you are being safe and you are following uh, the government's guidelines. So you being safe, Alexander? Yes. I mean, which government's guideline? Uh, well, I'm. you are uh, from British Columbia, correct? You are staying in British Columbia. Yes. I'm um, so I do want to check that you have got working on installing your governmentally sanctioned glory hole. Uh, yeah. 
I, 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 yeah. I, are, are you? I, I, I would like to quote. I, I, have, I just want to double check because you are in British Columbia, and I am reading from the British Columbia Centers for Disease Control's COVID sex guidelines that were released earlier this week, which do suggest that you should use barriers like walls, e.g., glory holds that allow for sexual contact but prevent close face-to-face contact. So I do just want to make safe sure that you are being safe in these times, as governmentally advised. Look again. Uh... I, I don't like talking about my sex life, but let me just tell you, Jamie, if you want well, to, anything British can Columbia be... Well, Columbia does. It, well, yeah, British Columbia really wants me to talk about my uses of glory holes. And if you want to, anything can be a glory hole. If you took your shirt off your head and then you kind of use it as an opening, that could be a glory hole. If you think about it, it's pretty easy. You could just get a sheet, cut a wee hole in it, that could be a glory hole. Now, I'm not sure what makes them so glorious. Uh, uh, Jamie, do you know anything about the etymology of the word glory hole? Um... I, I do not. You, you, you're you saying that so, like you're about to... You're, uh, do you actually know? Are you about to give, uh, give Jamie, me a very... Of course I'm very glad I, I brought that, this up. Here's the thing. As we all know, the word glory, uh, originally a very religious term, uh, used to kind of refer to the rapture. And uh, so it was in the beginning that in the medieval periods, uh, outside of Catholic churches, uh, they would have these big uh, kind of pits where after church, people go in on a Sunday, they'd sit through the mass, they'd go out and they'd have sex in the hole. And uh, they realised that, unfortunately, they're passing around too many venereal diseases. And as such, they built these holes, just these walls with a hole in them. And uh, people could have sex with them. That reduced the outbreak of disease in medieval uh, Italy and uh, also, I think, France as well. Yeah, I think also France used the medieval glory hole. That... I have no clue if that was real or not. And frankly, I don't want to know. It is much more delightful for me to, to live in a world where you may have made that up on the spot. <laughs> so don't reveal it to me. Uh, but before we do get on moving, uh, Alexander, as much as I do love uh, staring at your recording track, could you stop sharing your screen? I would like to see your lovely, pretty face. Ah, um, oh, there it is. So now that I can see Alexander in his full semi-HD glory, we can get on with the show. Um, this week we are reviewing a Toy Story that time forgot uh, But before we get into that, of course, we need to let our listeners in uh, On what we revealed last week, Alexander uh, Obviously over the previous 70 or so, however many episodes we've had of this podcast We've been uh, letting them know the uh, very long tale of the time that we met the aliens in around uh, October 2018 Um, And they tasked us with saving humanity by presenting to them the works of our greatest human, Tom Hanks. But for those who didn't listen last week, we did reveal that the the words have come down from on high. That uh, perhaps the movies we are presenting to them uh, aren't quite doing the job. That that maybe we might need to work a little bit harder. And therefore, uh, we might. We, we, being the very uncreative people we are, uh, have decided on another uh, actor or actress um, to to carry on the legacy of Hank's Bank mm-hmm. once we finish uh, in about 10 episodes time. And thus, over the next few weeks, we're going to be dropping small hints uh, to whom that may be. And of course, uh, if you have a guess of who it may be, you can tweet us at Hank's Bank Pod, getting the plugs in early. Uh, and if you get it correct... We won't tell you until we officially reveal it on the podcast because that would be unfair to everyone else. Um, but Alexander, I do, I do have my clue this week. Uh, yeah. If 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 you don't have another one, if you think you have a really good one, but I would like I it to one. be, you've got a good, one. Got a good one. I would yeah. like it to be yeah. very 
I, I'll give you mine first to give you sure. an idea of how vague we're starting out. Okay. Because we okay. do have about 10 weeks of this I got to you. do. I got you. I got you. Um, so my, my, my first clue is that this person has never appeared in a film with Tom Hanks. Okay. So you can so, see so, how little yeah. that whittles it down. Mm, okay. <laughs> that, that's, you know, around about 97% sure. of actors. And, and that's what you want. Uh, so, okay, that level, that level. Let me just um, have a wee visualise. Okay, he or she, or she, Jamie, uh, has been known to breathe blue radioactive fire sometimes. I don't think I know. I don't. I know who it is, and I don't get that clue. <laughs> uh, okay, I can give another one. I'll give another one. No, 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 uh, no, 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 no. We can keep with that. Clearly, it's vague enough, or I'm very stupid. Um, but either way, we don't want to. We don't want to. You know, completely blow our load on clues already. As I say, we might have jumped the gun a little bit on this, and we do have to come up with clues for the next ten episodes that all can't give it away too much mm. so oh, yeah. stick with that so far um the uh the uh, actor or actress uh, that might be uh coming after tom hanks has not appeared in a film with tom hanks and apparently has been known to breathe blue fire if you think you know who it is send us in your guesses uh and we might read them on a future episode of the show <laughs> But as I said, this week we are reviewing Toy Story that time forgot. And for people who have listened before know the structure of this show, we do a little bit of historical context and a little bit of show context. We tell you a little bit of what was going on in the world when this film came out. And then we give you a little bit of you know background about the production itself. Alexander, you are tasked with historical context this week and you have all of 2014 to yourself. What can you tell me about the lovely year of 2014? Uh, so I'm going to start with the sad stuff, and then I will work my way up to the better stuff. There's not well, a lot of better stuff in 2014. You not mention the sad stuff. Jamie, it's important. Some of this is relevant. Uh, Robin Williams, unfortunately, passes away in 2014, as does uh, Philip Seymour Hoffman. Philip Seymour Hoffman, who has actually been in movies with Tom Hanks, so that is vaguely relevant uh, to the podcast, so I will keep that in there. Uh, we also have uh, Boko Haram killing 300 people uh, in 2014. Um Alongside with the uh, outbreak of the West African Ebola virus, uh, you might remember that at the time, uh, everyone was panicking and shutting down and everyone was also conversely like, ah, pandemics, who really cares about it? Yeah, yeah, you remember that time that Trump said that Obama should resign because of one person dying of Ebola? That was Mm. a fun time. Anyway, what's the fun stuff that happened in 2014? Okay, uh, John Paul II, Jamie, becomes canonised, alright, he gets, he becomes a saint. You gotta love that, you love John Paul II, he's your favourite John Paul. Obviously, he's, yeah, of, of the two, definitely, definitely at least in the top two. That's true. Uh, we also have, uh, Jamie, and I know you will like this, of course, there's the 2014 Football World Cup, which Germany wins. Oh yeah! You know what? Can I just ask, why is Germany so good at football? All right? It makes no sense. I mean, they're good at too many things. Just stop, Germany, okay? You know what? Stop. You have the Eurovision Song Contest, which I believe happens in Denmark. It might be in Copenhagen. I think Copenhagen is in Denmark. And it, uh, it it's, is. Won well by, it's won by Conchita Wurst. Uh, oh, yeah. One of the more famous uh, yeah, winners of that. There's the 2014 Scottish uh, independence referendum in which I voted for Scotland to remain and I now maybe regret that choice. Uh, later <laughs> and years, also uh, when I got a vote, despite not being a Scottish citizen, I was allowed to vote whoa, because whoa. I was living there at the time, Jamie, which is very unfair. No, I think that I think that's fair. 
I think what was unfair was one, people born in Scotland not getting a vote outside of Scotland. Yeah. And then two, Alyssa got to vote, which I'm not going to lie, weird choice letting a Canadian vote. Um, yeah, it was an, anyone who was a resident at the time, even if they were very mm. much a student and not planning on living there for much longer and therefore not seeing the consequences oh. of the, uh, the vote. Wait, I think I didn't get to vote because I thought I had filled out my forms and then I went and they were like, you're not down, mate. And I'm like, Great shit. So, so you, technically, you technically been, you I would have been allowed. To, yes, you yeah. would have been allowed to vote. You just did not exercise your democratic rights. Well, no, no, no. I went. I went. I I had filled out the form. I'd done it online, and I think what basically happened was I got the little envelope saying there's there's further stuff you need to do. But because I was a student at that time, that got lost in a load of bills. So I went on the mm-hmm. day to go vote, and I went and I showed up, and I was like, cool. And they're like, where are you? And I was like, three Alexandra Court. And they were like, great, go great. Uh, you're not here. And I'm like, no, I should be there. And they're like, you're not, mate. And I'm like, ah, this sucks. I, I don't know so how advisable is it. I don't know how advisable it is to maybe you don't you don't live there anymore, but just to say an actual address of a place you actually lived out loud on a I, public medium. I'm not going to lie. I don't actually know if I did live there. And you know what? I lived there for a year and I don't think anything is still in that address. Um, but if I did live there, then ha. But I don't think I did. I don't what think do, I did. What do you mean you don't, don't think, think you... What is happening? I don't, you... I don't remember all my addresses. I've lived in lots of places. I'm, a, I'm an international man of mystery, Jamie. I've lived in Tokyo. Oh, okay. Right? So you just, do you I just need to remember all the Tokyo address. names? I think you just so. Said a, and, it was and... in St. Andrews. Definitely in St. Andrews. It might have been... No, my sister is calling me. Stop. You listen to my podcast, Connie, and you know why I'm hanging up on you. Right. I love the fact that you are uh, rejecting your family members who are across an ocean in order to record this dumbest shit podcast. <laughs> Do you have any other information about the year of 2014 for me, Alexander? Uh, not fun information. There's another. There's more popes who are beatified and um, canonized, but... I don't oh, think big, he really cares about the popes. popes. Oh, oh, let me tell you what. This was a good one. Uh, no, Connie, I can't answer the phone. <laughs> Listen to my podcast and you'll understand why. I really hope someone hasn't died. Otherwise, this will be a really bad record of that. I don't think they have because no one else contacted me. It'd be weird. If, for I would to like to like, say if she instead. does call again, uh, I would like answer you it. to answer it, and I would like and I would like your permission to have the opportunity to have that remain in the podcast. Now, I will also give you the opportunity to remove it from the podcast if yeah. needs be. Uh, but enough. if she does call again, I would like the entertainment of you having to tell your sister to fuck off live on All the right. podcast. I tell you what, how about I, I, I call her and then we can tell <laughs> you. You're volunteering that you're going to call her back. No, I no, think no, that seems very inadvisable on your cruel. part. That's cruel. I'm far away, but I don't want to speak to you because I'm doing a podcast with Jamie. All right. You have your time. That's Sunday at 11 o'clock. Also, there is already a lot of sunk cost in this podcast. I think adding on top of that international <laughs> dialing fees might be a bit much. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, so, Jamie... What can you tell me about the production of Toy Story that time forgot? Uh, not a fucking lot. Um, it's, I have it's something. A... I've got something. If you want to, if well, you don't I, have anything, I've got. I've got. I, a I mean, I do, I do have some stuff. Okay, okay. You've done your <laughs> as job. In, well done. Su- yeah, such as Unlike Toy Story that time cool. forgot is a prehistoric themed twenty-two minute television special, uh, produced, of course, by uh, Pixar. It has all of our usual. Uh, suspects uh, in, and then on top of that, it has uh, Kevin McKidd and Emma Hudak uh, guest starring. 
Um, and it is made by, uh, it's written and directed by Steve Purcell, uh, who also made the um, Sam and Max cartoon, which I've not heard of, but apparently is a big thing in the States. Um, and additionally, it was originally written as a, like, one of their shorts. We've we've mm. seen a few of those, the Toy Story tunes uh, that are like, you know, four or five minutes long. Uh, but uh, John Lasseter liked it so much. He was like, why not just make it a holiday special? Uh, so it aired on uh, December 2nd, 2014 in the United States and a couple days after in uh, the United Kingdom. Uh, it was also... Um, uh, the last, obviously, the last Toy Story based mm. thing made until uh, Toy Story 4, five years later. Mm. Uh, it was also the last uh, thing made by, and I've lost this piece of information, uh, Don Rickles. It was the, I believe. Is that the right person? I've lost where I read that information. It's, I don't want to accidentally kill Don Rickles. I'm not, I think he's dead. Um, this is when I should do my job more thoroughly uh there it is no no where the fuck yes it was don rickles that was a lot to um to then celebrate the death of don rickles but yes this was the last thing uh he made uh before his passing in late 2014 uh it was received generally well by critics um it has a hundred percent on rotten tomatoes um and received uh something around the tune of seven million viewers uh in the united states were any of those things the thing you wanted to bring up Oh, so I'm gonna I'm gonna pitch something to you because you you okay. did have some facts about the thing. So we'll we'll push this I think to after our discussion of the actual movie. But neither you or I have seen Toy Story four, if I'm correct. No, I think we should pitch our ideas for Toy Story four. So we we are currently a blank slate, Jamie. So what do okay. you think? And we'll do we'll talk about this after. So I, I know you don't like improv, so we're gonna give you a little bit <laughs> of time to think of some of your ideas for Toy Story four. And then afterwards, we're just going to go, you know, quick pitch, 30 second pitch, uh, each of us of what we think should happen in Toy Story 4. Okay, sounds good. Right. So let's barrel our way towards that lovely improv game that we've got in 20 minutes time. But before that, let's discuss Toy Story that time forgot. Alexander, mm. you may begin. So obviously this movie begins as uh, all good uh, Toy Story films should with some toys getting played with by a small child. Uh, mm-hmm. In this case, it involves uh, Trixie, the Triceratops, uh, getting played with not as a dinosaur, and Trixie does not like this. In fact, yep. who does get played with as a dinosaur, Jamie, if not a tree ornament? That's right, the kind of star of this episode is an all-seeing, uh, slightly godlike <laughs> uh, Christmas tree ornament. It's Christmas, guys! This is a yes. Christmas episode, She's which we're doing in a, it's, August. It's a little, little kitty cat. Um, who who is de- described by Bonnie as oh the kitty Saurus Rex? Meanwhile, um, uh, it's I was about to call her Mister Pricklepants. Uh, what's her name? Trixie. Trixie. Um, is is like a baby reindeer. Um, and she's she's not happy. Everyone mm-hmm. everyone comes to the new kitty cat and's like, wow, you were the best. Whoa, that was the most convincing dinosaur ever. And then Trixie's like, oh hey guys. And mm-hmm. Timothy Dawson's like, oh darling, no no, you excelled, you excelled as the as the baby baby reindeer. Oh you're the you're the best you're the best baby reindeer I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the the kitty cat says one of her like three lines in this entire thing where she just goes. Our limitations are the only things that bind us to our disappointments or something like that. Um, uh, But then uh, all the toys are grabbed uh, and whisked away for a play date. Bonnie is off for a play date with another kid. 
But mm. when she arrives, she goes into the kids' playroom, which is the most extravagant playroom oh. I have ever oh, seen in man. my fucking life. It's got fucking scale electrics going around. It's got like the full 14 piece Star Wars set. It's got, you know, those big, big, well, not windmills. What do you call them? Ferris wheel fucking things you would get at Christmas. Uh, this kid is decked to the nines. Ah. Uh-huh. But this kid is the rich kid is. who had both the PlayStation and the Xbox and the uh, GameCube and, you know, also had about four different Game Boys, uh, including the one which was see-through. Uh, but, yeah, the kid is not there, all right, Jamie? Yes. This is the shocking thing. With all these toys, the kid is next door, like a cool kid, sitting in his gamer chair with a VR headset on, <laughs> looking at yeah. this giant screen at the same time with his nice Xbox 360 controller. And you know what? This kid is the boss. This kid is <laughs> all-powerful. He is, I think, Bonnie's age, which means he's, like, four tops yep. and already got a VR headset. His parents do not love him and they make <laughs> way too much money, my friend, if they're giving him a VR headset at age four years old. Uh, Bonnie goes, screw toys. I too want to join the virtual world. Yeah. I've seen and just Ready fucking One. yeets her backpack through back into the playroom uh, and they all spill out. Um, and they're like, oh shit, this is dope. And they see a little sign for... Uh, what what Battle do they source? what are they called the 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 something Battle source, I think Battlesaur yeah Battlesaurus Battlesaurs something like I think that Battlesaurus yeah um and uh they are a race of dinosaur toys uh that look pretty fucking cool and they're yeah. walking through and they're all noting they they've become you know well versed in toy vocabulary at this point they're walking through and they they see and they say oh look a, a remote control castle door that's cool and oh hey it's got a it's got a toy alarm amazing uh and just after they set off that toy alarm outcome uh, an army of of lizard people. Uh, obviously, they are actually dinosaurs, but they look more like lizard people to me. Um, probably some, something akin to raptors, but with armor on them. And they surround our dear heroes. Oh no, Alexander, what will happen next? Uh, so at this point, uh, honestly, I, I, I can't fully remember. I, I watched it last <laughs> night, and this, is, this shows you how much I think of this episode. Um, I believe Trixie starts flirting with the main dinosaur, uh, the dinosaurs, are, they're like bugger yes. off, all right? The, the, originally, uh, they're like, yo, you guys, you can jog on. And Woody and Buzz, who have, I think, a total of 10 lines in the, t- together. Oh, yeah, 10 yeah. lines in this whole fucking Yeah, they, 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 I'd like, there's definitely a, a thing I was thinking at the beginning of this, which is like, yeah. how, why the fuck do they keep making these? And how the fuck do, do, like, Tom Hanks, why does Tom Hanks keep coming back to do this? Like, surely it's not in his, it wasn't well, in his contract for Toy Story 3 that you have to do five sure. Toy Story shorts afterwards. No. But what they've probably done is gone, look, mate, record this in your fucking wardrobe. Just yeah. piss it out. Like, you're in this for a minute and a half. Just go record it and then and then get on with your day. Yeah, I. we'll talk about this at the end. I think we've talked about this a little bit on the last one as well. Um, it tends to be with these episodes that what it will be is like one of the other characters gets to be the main star. So in the last one, Jesse was the main character. Yeah. In this one, the main character is Trixie uh, with a little bit of Rex as well. Polly Rex, obviously Rex, the one with Ken and Barbie, Ken's the main character. But it's... It, 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 it's, it's exploring different. the 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 less main characters, absolutely. Yeah, and, and, and again, I, I think it's meant to be a, a way for younger or the members of the team at Pixar who don't get the opportunity to direct Toy Story 4 to get some directing experience. And with yeah. that, I'm like, sure, okay, that's fair, a good skill thing. 
I think we resent it because we are forced to watch it as part of this podcast. Um, I, 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 oh, I did not resent this. At this point, we'll carry on with the plot, uh, but we Trixie, will then discuss. Trixie starts flirting with uh, the lead um, Battlesaurus, Re- right? Re- Reptilus Maximus, um, who's, yeah. like, who's like the captain of the Raptors. But at this point, we also do meet their, the like overlord of the entire dinosaur uh clan which is like a, a wizardy sort of dinosaur on little like roller skates um voiced by the writer and director of this um and uh yeah he's 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 a little bit evil um and and they're like originally he's like um uh oh just get rid of them uh and mm. then reptilus maximus is like hey this uh this trixie uh, this trixie fellow looks uh, looks pretty cool maybe maybe we keep her around um and so her and uh Rex go off and get decked out in their armor. Um, Alexandra is making very crude gestures on the Zoom. And, and and of course, as someone who previously referenced glory holes, I will not stand for such no, such vulgarity. Um, and uh, Woody and Buzz, yeah, fuck off. Uh, they're like, yeah, we're just going to go go have yeah. fun uh, elsewhere. Woody and Buzz go, yeah, our contracts say we don't need to be here for this, so they leave. Uh, um, yeah, they get decked out in armor. Um, she gets like battle armor and Rex gets like new arms and new legs. Um, that are pretty cool. Um, she carries on flirting with Reptilus Maximus until she realizes, like, oh shit, this this guy. She's like, oh yeah, that's like what you do when you like play. And he's like, play? What what is this word? I've I've not heard it. We are dinosaurs. We fight. Um, and so they yeah. get taken to the arena. Um, oh, yeah. and it becomes a gladiator of, at this point. Yeah, it becomes like, gladiator. Is, at this, this is the point, bit that, I kind of like. Woody and Buzz are thrown in with a crayon uh, to fight, uh, you know, Allosaurus. Well, you you are skipping over oh, so God. many key plot points, Alexander. Come on. Of course, before Woody and, uh, and Rex are thrown in, uh, Trixie and Reptilus Maximus are set up against uh, a few soft toys. And Trixie is like, oh, hey, it's my pals. Hey, how are you doing? Yeah, so I'm going to pretend to hit you and you're going to pretend. And then Reptilus Maximus straight up decapitates a penguin. Just, just like chops it head off um and then demolishes a soft monkey and trixie is like well that's a little bit intense uh, and at this point um uh woody and uh buzz are thrown in we get a fun little action sequence of them fighting reptilus maximus um and eventually through uh, some some complicated choreography and uh and tag teaming they manage to take him down uh, so the big evil wizard man is like Send in the Gargantosaur. Uh, and some big fucko thing comes in and eats Woody and Buzz. Trixie at this point is like, oh, this this seems less than chill. Um, I'm going to go. Uh, so she tries to leave. She has to run through various uh, different um, raptors that are trying to stop her. She uses some of her new armor to help her. Um, and she eventually gets back, uh, is trying to flee and and her fleeing finds the empty boxes of Reptilus Maximus. Um, and it's like, look, you're a toy. And uses that distraction to get through to Bonnie's room uh, where they have a little show off. And, and, and she's like, look, you can you can be so much better than Repti- this Reptilus. You don't have to be a dinosaur. You could be a unicorn or a, a shovel or a piece of Play-Doh. Um, I can't remember what she actually says, but sure. something like that. Um, and so... Uh, he at this point unplugs the video game console and like trust falls into the kids the kid is trying to reach the plug to plug it back in and reptilus maximus is just falling backwards into his arms because he's made his realization he's like it's 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 a very odd message where he literally says oh 
the point is subjugation. <laughs> and you're yeah. like, oh! Oh, we're going to talk about uh, this. We're going okay. to talk. It's a weird time. There's some weird language in this. Yes, uh, yes. It, that, 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 I, I, I often don't remember uh, key key terms. That was the literal term used. Subjugation, yeah, subjugation. is the point. It's, you have to just give all of yourself submit. over to your. You have to, yes, you have submit, to submit to, to your, your child and what they want. And it's like, right, we're going to we'll talk about that later. Uh, yeah. um, Woody so and Buzz get saved. Whoa. whoa. Alexander, this is only 20... Look, look, if, if we this, can go you beat talk, by you, beat I on the entirety it. of Cloud Atlas, which is four if, fucking hours long, if, I reckon we can not skip over a couple plot if, points in the 22 if, minutes. If, you, story could, time if you from a year ago could see you now, Jamie, he would spit. He would spit in horror. <laughs> you used to hate going beat by beat through stuff and like we've got to get through the plot so we can get to the good stuff which is the discussion and then we get to toy story that time forgot and my man you turned into <laughs> the enemy my friend I, what what is this to freaky friday have i freaky friday with you jamie am i you and you me who knows jamie we freaky friday it's saturday so i guess we slutty son saturday that doesn't work either Look, Alexander, Our souls it might be possible that my girlfriend is in Scotland, so I am oh. trapped with my parents at the oh. moment. And this is the only social interaction I get oh. each week. So oh, maybe, it, maybe I just want to stretch it out a little you know bit. What? You know what, Jamie? Then no problem. Let's slutty Saturday as long as we want, okay? That's fine. We freaky Friday yesterday, but today we're going to slutty Saturday. Let's do this, baby. So go beat by beat. Come on. So Give Peter, the PlayStation uh, protect. Uh, which is what I've called him, um, uh, is holding onto the toy and he's about to throw him away. But then Bonnie is like, oh my God, where's he from? The planet Mars? Sweet. Let's play with him. And he's going to go into my... Like, Bonnie is the most insane kid to ever play with toys. Oh, like, yeah, yeah. I played with toys as a kid, but the amount of, like, like complex narrative yeah. <laughs> that she weaves uh, is insane. But I, this I gets the kid... I've got to be honest, uh, I, there are several of our friends, or like mutual friends, who I think were bunnies as children, who had like <laughs> the most aggressive imagination. And you know them today, and that's because they are filled with whimsy and joy for life, uh, unlike us, who clearly were the kids sitting in that gaming chair going, VR, baby, VR. <laughs> um... But yes, so uh, Bonnie's like, oh, sweet. So uh, have you got any more of these guys? And she runs through and they, they start playing. They, they free uh, uh, Woody and Rex. And then she finds Trixie and Trixie starts being played with again. And they're all having fun. And then the, uh, Trixie gets taken home, um, but is told, uh, like, the dad says to Bonnie's mom, oh, Bonnie's always great when she comes around. Why don't we come back? How about Tuesday at 3.30? Um, and that will come back for the post-credit uh, stinger. Um, but they depart, and mm. we get back to Bonnie's house, I think, or so, or somewhere. This conversation happens where Mister Pricklepants is Bonnie's like, um, "Oh, so Trixie, are you excited to be a dinosaur again?" And she's like, "You know what? No, I I could be a reindeer. I could That's be so a rude. shovel. I could be a piece of play-doh. But I know that I'm Bonnie's dinosaur." Um, and then I that, submit. That, I, <laughs> I am sub subjugated to the will of my yeah. child. And then we get another. I think we skipped over one of the lines from from the kitty cat. There's like three of them, and they're all funny. And I've only remembered the first one. What are the other two? There's one it's right a, at like, the it's, end. It's probably something along the lines of like, um, you know, suffering it, is existing inside the self. It, when you can transcend the self, 
you will truly become a god. Something like that. It is yeah, it is like and and then she literally disappears. Yeah. She she is like there, this mm-hmm. kitty cat, and then she disappears, and I guess she was supposed to be a deity or a ghost or something the entire time. Um, but all of her three contributions were uh, very worthy for the sure. uh, Toy Story canon, I believe. They were all very funny. Uh, we then get the uh, credit sequence, um, and then uh, Reptilus Maximus is just like sitting and saying, Oh, Trixie, when will I ever see? I will await you forever until Tuesday at 3.30. And then we have the end. So, Alexander, you you hated this, apparently. I didn't hate it. Look, it, it is my least favourite of all the Toy Story shorts. Oh. Um, because, obviously, Jamie, the ranking goes uh, Toy Story... Sorry, Party Stories Rex. Party Stories Rex, uh, always top. Short Fry, uh, Toy Story of Terror... Uh, the one with Ken and Barbie, and then this one. Uh, uh, that would be is... Hawaii Vacations, yes. I believe. And, like, I don't hate this one. Again, what this is designed for, 100%, is for Christmas viewing, and specifically Christmas viewing for wee kids. And I do think the age of the the two most recent Toy Story episodes, because they are they really are just episodes of TV, they're specials, but they're yeah. like TV episodes, is they are aged younger than I would say the rest of the Toy Story content is. I'd say the rest of the Toy Story content is, like, standard Pixar stuff, in that, like, it works for all ages. It works for kids, but it also works for adults. And I feel this, there are bits of it that works for for adults, but primarily it's a more kid-driven thing. And I think because of that, I'm just less interested in it. Now, that said, uh, obviously this is our sexual episode, and we have to talk <laughs> about the weird BDSM themes in it, because yes. there are a lot of weird BDSM themes. Yes, I mean, it, it's it's either BDSM or slavery. Either way, it's it's not a good look, this this yeah. this this whole literal use of the word subjugation, and, and mm-hmm. you just have to give yourself over. I... Normally with Toy Story, like the the all of the different ones like the the meaning or like the message yeah. is really obvious even if it's a little bit like obtuse mm. it like with with okay. um, toy story of terror it's just like get over your fears like like yeah. conquer your fears it's done in a very toy story kiddie way but sure that's the message conquer your fears um toy story 3 it's like friendship will will overrule all or whatever um i don't know what the message of this is i i really don't i don't know what like simple childlike mantra or like or like piece of good message they're trying to portray with this i i i I, I genuinely cannot figure it out i i think it's similar to the first toy story in that I, i feel what it's about is like it more more so than most of the other Toy Stories, it's about being a toy. Um, so which the Toy Story one is too. Toy Story one, like actually, arguably, it's the same arc as Toy Story one, right? Bunch of characters don't realize they're a toy. At the end, they realize they're a toy. Yeah, and it's just the language in this one is weirder. And that one is about having your identity be one thing, and then realizing having an existential crisis brought on by the fact that you're a toy, and then realizing that actually you are like a parent or your happiness is dependent upon this kind of child. Whereas this one is more because of the way it uses the words like subjugate and like submit. And just like, you're just going to give yourself over to whatever your kid wants you to be is even weirder. A, because the language feels kind of like feels weird 
it, like it feels odd and it basically says if you're a toy you have no identity which isn't the point yeah. of Toy Story 1 Toy yeah, Story 1 Toy is your identity is centred on a child this is you have no identity this is based on what your kid wants yeah and like Toy Story 1 you can while it's a metaphor for mm-hmm. toy like like the message yeah. is about the toys yeah. you can extrapolate that out to children and it's about chill, letting children be creative and yeah. and play with their toys and how they want and that like a toy isn't just a toy it can have an entire yeah. life of its own or, or you could but or you yeah sorry really focusing it this time on just the experience of the toy like yeah. nothing about the experience of the kid like it's really explicitly just how a toy feels to be played with and and stuff like that and i i really don't see how that can be extrapolated to how how a kid is supposed what a kid is supposed to learn from this Mm. I, I think it's also like Toy Story 1 poses the existential question and, and this is why I think it's much Toy Story 1 is much better even though I didn't give it five stars it's much better than something like Cars is it poses the existential question of what is a relationship between a toy and its owner and it explores that in ways of like you know it's a bit like a parent and a child because you know it's about going from one fixed identity to you have to an identity that is centred around the happiness of someone else right and like it, it explores that money in different ways this is basically a, but like the characters that still have free will. This is basically about how toys don't have free will. How you don't get to choose your identity, how they don't have agency, and you just have to sit back and enjoy that. And that doesn't really work. That the metaphor doesn't track to other metaphors that have existed in, um, in Toy Story. Like it's not about childhood. It's not about toys really it's about agency and that makes it slightly weird when tracking the metaphor and therefore makes it feel more oddly sexual because it's a consensual giving up of your agency for the sake of play if you see what i mean and like that and that tracks weird for a children's piece of entertainment like again you do you if that's what you want to do that's fine weird metaphor and weird message i guess for a piece of kids entertainment yeah i mean my mum enjoyed it so you know, I guess. I guess if you're not, I don't, as, I don't want to touch um, that with a barge pole, Jamie. I if, don't want to. T- no, I don't want to. All touch, I was going to say. I was going to say. All I was going to say, Alexander, <laughs> was that maybe if you're not as uh, depraved and horrible human beings as us, uh, that you can just enjoy the silly kids thing being a silly kids thing. Jamie, I just want to say that bringing up your mum immediately after I finished talking about weird BDSM undertones naturally is going to lead to some weird assumptions about what you're going to say. I'm sorry. I do understand that. But also, perhaps I was just trying to pull us away from the weird BDSM discussion that we were mired in. So if you haven't listened to Hank's Fang before, we rate these fucking things on three different categories. Uh, We decide how good this thing is out of five. We decide how good Tom Hanks' performance is out of five. And then we have the Tom Hanks dick meter. How much of a dick is Tom Hanks' character in this film? And then we decide whether it goes in our Hank's Fang. The collections of movies and TV shows we're going to show to the aliens to prove our worth to join the United States of space. Mm -hmm. So, uh, I I like this more than you did. Sure. I'll be honest. I thought I thought the 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 subjugation bit was a little bit weird, but I I did not feel like it was going to become a five to ten minute conversation on this podcast. I thought the kitty cat was was a really fun character. I think Kristen Schaal is a good voice actress, and so it's fun to see Trixie more uh, delved into. Um, 
So I'm going to give this a three. I think it's I think it's decent. I think it's fun. And I think it is absolutely the sort of thing you might watch on Christmas for a good time. What did I give Toy Story of Terror? Toy Story of Terror, you gave a three. Okay, so I'll give this a two. Um, I, again, if I gave half scores, it'd be somewhere around the half score, but I don't because I'm not weak. So I gave it a full score and the full score will be two. Um, it's yes, fine. Um, I would like uh, all uh, listeners to remember, if you haven't listened all the way back, I believe in the first or the second episode when it was established that Alexander doesn't do half uh, points, his reasoning for not wanting to do uh, half stars uh, is because he didn't want the averages to be messed up. So I would like to give you an update that Alexander's current average for his scores with his lovely round numbers uh, is 3.39583333333 recurring. So I'm really glad that he doesn't give half stars just to really keep that a nice clean round. But, no, no, but, but here's my thing. Here's my thing. Because I don't give half scores, that just rounds down to three. All right? That's important. Because I don't give half scores, if we were to rank the average Tom Hanks thing, it would be three for me. Whereas for you, it'd be God knows uh, it which would, Amy or it would be, scale. Yeah, it'd be 3.053191489. Yeah, 3-2. All right, we think that most, on average, Tom Hanks films are likely to be worth watching, but not great, um, <laughs> which is depressingly true. Which um, is per- perhaps why uh, we might need a sequel to this podcast because Tom Hanks might not save humanity. Um, speaking of Tom Hanks, uh, his performance in this <laughs> barely fucking in it. I yeah, I do quite like, like that some of what he's in is in like the action scenes. So like fifty percent of what he had to do in this was. <laughs> <laughs> which is it, it's very fun to me that that tom hanks was probably paid about a million dollars to, to make some noises <laughs> what? uh yeah uh, look i i pfft. calling a performance is is uh punchy like he spoke more on like he did more of a performance in Carly Rae Jepsen's uh, Call Me Maybe <laughs> video, and he definitely did more in the um, Streets of Philadelphia video. So you know what? Um, like, I, I'm going to give it a zero because I just don't think he gives it. I don't think he gives it. Tell you what, I'll give, no, tell you what, I'll give him a one because I remember thinking, wow, I still like the Woody voice. I just don't think it's a performance because he says about 10 lines. It's a cameo. It is. It is a exaggerated cameo and i'm done jamie i want to i want to pitch that for the next thing we do if there are things like these which are so minor involvements with the actor we don't have to do them that's okay we're, we're gonna do it for tom hanks because we said we're gonna do it for the tom hanks but whatever we do next i'm just saying we don't have to do these things which are completely worthless so are you suggesting that in uh, four episodes time we should not review tom hanks's one episode in the tv series maya and marty uh jamie we have to do that because we <laughs> swore to our listeners that we do that for this series. For the I next know, series, you, we don't have to. All right, you do I realize... would not want to do that if, if 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 the choice was up there. But for the next one, we'll give ourselves the power to cull the 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 chaff. Look, not to pull back uh, and reveal our own hypocrisy a little bit, but you do realize that even though every week I do say we are the show that chronologically reviews Tom Hanks' entire IMDb. There are at least five things on his IMDb that we have whoa, whoa. not reviewed. That's fair. But I just want to say that of those five things, at least three of them, because they were IMAX films that we can't find anywhere because they were only shown at IMAX like scientific theatres. That is true. Uh, and then the other two we would have reviewed if we could find them. What yes, I'm saying but... is that there is some stuff not worth reviewing <laughs> because <laughs> that Tom Hanks is barely in it. All right. Tom Hanks is like, I, I think this is fine. I think this is substantial enough that I'm more than happy to talk about it. But like, 
I just think for the next one, we give ourselves that power that if it's like Tom Hanks is in 30 seconds of it, we get to choose whether or not it goes in the Hanks bag. But but I do, I do believe that perhaps the smallest Tom Hanks performance of all time in Band of Brothers, where he was only in one shot in the background and then not in the other episode that he was credited on IMDb with, might be one of our best episodes. So That's are true. we that doing ourselves and our audience a disservice to not review whomever may be the sequel to Tom Hanks when they appear as a cameo role in the background of a group scene? I, I just think we're gonna we're gonna we'll rework the premise slightly. Alright? So maybe you know, whatever it is. It, it could be every movie plus the TV episodes we want to review. Alright? Or, or we'll, we'll figure it out. Okay, you and we'll I together, Jamie. We're the dream team. We're going to beat back the aliens. we got Godzilla on our side. Will we be doing Godzilla next? Who knows? Godzilla. <laughs> gotta love him. Ah, that's I Godzilla. Mean, I mean, I haven't watched a Godzilla film for a while, but I bet there probably is one Godzilla where he breathes blue fire. So, you know what? Maybe, <laughs> you're, maybe you're into the beginning was exactly on the money. Maybe it was oh, it too away. obvious. Um, yeah. Uh... So you're giving him a uh, one and the Tom Hanks dick meter. I'm giving him a strong four in this. He is in a new world, a completely unknown area. They get surrounded by an army of men with weapons. And then they're just like, yeah, you you deal with it, Trixie. We're going to leave. I'm sure you'll be fine. Everything seems real above board here. So I think Um, he is a strong four in this. I was going to give him a zero, but he persuaded me up to a two. All right? Like, I, I <laughs> he agree. doesn't talk he to anyone, but... Woody, notoriously known for never letting down his friends, let down his friends here. And that's that's a character regression. All right? So, two. Uh, and, of course, is this going in your Hanks Bank? No. Uh, see, I I will reveal... I was genuinely considering putting in this in my Hanks bank and you've just talked me out of it. I don't know. I felt like when I watched it this morning, I kind of enjoyed it. And then the entire time, you've just been like, yeah, it was really bad. Didn't enjoy it. It was really weird and sexual. And so I've... It's been ruined. No, it's been ruined. You've ruined it, Alexander. Akin to my girlfriend ruining uh, Saving Mr. Banks last week. You have ruined Toy Story that time forgot in real time for me. Maybe for the next series, we have to implement a rule that we must watch all the things by ourselves, enter whether or not they go into the Hanks Bank secretly by themselves before we talk to anyone, and then we reveal whether or not it <laughs> went in based on our pure opinion. We avoid Ellen. Ellen, you're bad influence. You're bad influence on Jamie. You ruined a great film. I'm sorry, Ellen, but you wield too much power. Uh, uh, and so do I. So so I apologize. You, Ellen, you and I are both in the same boat. Alyssa, you won't hear this for another 14 weeks. I believe you're 14 <laughs> weeks behind right now so it will probably be 20 weeks by the end you've been in quarantine you don't have an excuse for not listening to this podcast sorry Les, love you lots uh yes yeah, so jamie uh, of course when something doesn't go to our hanks bank uh we choose something else that will save humanity from the aliens this week what are you putting into the hanks bank what you kn- i'm not prepared for this because i was gonna put toy story that that <laughs> that i forgot so you go first and i'll sure. think for a second uh as i go first uh i'm gonna go for something jokey because normally I go for something serious uh not jokey this is true um i've been replaying skyrim on my switch and you know what as i wait for the next generation of consoles to come out uh and have something like i don't know cyberpunk 277 to play come on guys cyberpunk's gonna be great cyberpunk 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 uh skyrim which is a game which i liked 
historically, but never loved. I've really, really gotten into it this time, uh, probably because it's the only thing I can play, and I'm playing it properly, finally. And you know what? That's really fun. Um, yeah. Um, I'm crafting a load of potions, um, enchanting a load of swords. Uh, I'm really overpowered, and I just joined the Dark Brotherhood, Jamie, so watch out. Uh, so in inspiration of this week's uh, film, or TV show, or whatever the fuck it is, uh, which is all about the creativity uh, that you can have around toys. Um, during lockdown, uh, me and my girlfriend uh, have been going slightly insane uh, and thus have created uh, an entire character uh, based around um, Ellen's fluffy sparkly cat called glamour and let me tell you glamour is a sassy bitch alexander oh boy and me the conversations me glamour and ellen have <laughs> they they would make you blush uh so in, in the inspiration they, they of, are making me blush Jamie. <laughs> uh, and so um inspired by um bonnie and her um adorable creativity uh, in order to, even though I couldn't put this, uh, I was convinced out of putting this into uh, my Hank's bank, I am going to uh, steal my girlfriend's fluffy toy <laughs> and take it up to the aliens uh, and have a great time playing with all the baby Yodas. Uh, you want to know what that means, dear listeners? Well, listen to a previous episode. This podcast is more rewarding if you've listened to every single episode. So therefore, Alexander, what can they do? Guys, uh, go steal your friends' phones, all right? Lockdown's ending. You're in France, all right? You're stuck there. Just take every French man's phone and download every episode and then give it to him back and go, uh, merci, uh, uh, what's the word for thank you in French? Merci. Oh. You just said it. Uh, that's true. What's the word for, <laughs> please, uh, I don't know. Just uh, take their phones and go, merci, monsieur, s'il vous plaît. Uh, and then you, then you download every episode and then you go, it is in English, but I'm sure you need a practice. And, uh, you know, that'd be fair enough. I think that's what you should do, Jamie. They should go do that. If there's an e- episode that I recommend, I'd of course recommend uh, going back to listen to Hank's Bank, uh, Murder Mystery Power Hour. I would also recommend, Jamie, you mentioned this episode. It's a very good one. Go back and listen to the uh, Tom Hank's Band of Brothers episode uh, in which we go crazy and declare war on IMDb, our greatest and only enemy other than the aliens. Jamie, what do you think actually happened in Toy Story 4? Oh, what do I think? Oh, fuck. I completely forgot about that. Um, So, uh, I think that uh, Mr. Pricklepants needs to take more of a uh, starring role. I think he has been the best revelation of Toy Story 3 and he's been the best part of most of the Toy Story related products we have watched since. Um, I think he should absolutely be uh, essentially replacing Buzz as uh, as Woody's best friend. Timothy Dalton uh, should be required to put even more uh, style and panache into his performance. Mm. Uh, and it should track the adventures of Mr. Pricklepants uh, saving Buzz, uh, having been stolen uh, by the race of other toys fused with shovels see i said i don't like improvising alexander <laughs> uh so my pitch i got two uh, obviously because this is a sexual episode the sexual uh, pitch is uh, sex toy story uh which is about sentient sex toys i think that'd be a great way to kind of transition and make sure you keep up with the age of your original audience guys pixar come on do it uh, the other thing for actual kids uh rather than just big kids who are creepy uh is uh that Bonnie is going to camp. She's a little bit older. She's like seven or eight. She's going to sleepaway camp. She sneaks a couple of her toys in and the toys are exposed to too much nature. All right. They are suddenly facing Wolverines, Jaguars, 
uh, what else is in America? I don't know. Deadly spiders and pythons. And uh, they have to survive in the in nature uh, up against the forces of uh, the, 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 the cruel and horrible real world. From me, Jamie, and my co-host Al, that's one more ep in the bank. Here's to you, Mr. Podcast Son. Jesus loves you more than you could know. Whoa, whoa, whoa. That's not really a joke. Anyway, screw it. <laughs> Download more podcasts. Love you, bye. Hank's Bank. <laughs>